Welcome to the Musician's Venture Podcast. This is a podcast focused on lessons learned from musicians' backstories, as well as from building successful careers in the music business. My name is Nick O'Brien, and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events that Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. On occasion, I'll be joined by Allison M., the founder of Wisconsin Music Ventures, as she and I will dive into topics relevant to the music industry. So let's get down to business. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Um, today, I have with me, and I'm very fortunate to have with me, Ben Molana, a Wisconsin-based musician and a Wisconsin Music Ventures Green Room member as well. Um, ben, uh, Ben, I've seen you play a few times even before. Um, you know, I lived in Milwaukee. I think I saw you at Mild Music a couple of times. I'm a huge fan of the. Oh Mile. no way. But recently saw you a handful of times in the last month, I think, and we ran into each other and I was just like, hey, let's, let's, let's have you on the podcast and you seem thrilled about it. So here you are. And so thank you for joining me, Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is really actually uh, just an awesome event. I love Wisconsin Music Ventures, everything you guys, you guys do. And so thanks for having me. This is really cool. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So um, for those who are not familiar with Ben, even though I think you have a pretty darn good following at least in the Milwaukee area, and uh, and you make your way around Wisconsin too. I know you've played in Eau Claire and in Appleton and a few other places. But um, to just kind of familiarize everybody in the uh, in the listening world here, Ben Moana is actually um, from Uganda. He was born in Uganda, um, uh, but but uh, came to Wisconsin. And Ben has soulful lyrics and a diverse range of musical inspiration. His music kind of follows this like storytelling quality that is both unique and familiar. And whether he's alone or with his whole band, he brings high energy, engaging with his listeners, sharing his heart through his music. And um, I can attest to that. I really connect with Ben's music, both live and recorded. But there's nothing like seeing Ben Moana live. It's just you, you, you exude this energy, this soul, this love that, uh, that just I think looking around uh, the audience that shows that I'm at, it's just, you see people like physically leaning in. Um, and, and that's kind of a gravitational thing that I think your, your music and your being just pr- produces. So, so Ben, thank you for joining me. I've been eager for this conversation. Um, you've got a hell of a story and I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. Um, and so let's just, let's just start with the thing that, that kind of jumps out in your bio. You're, you're not from Wisconsin. You were born in Uganda. So like, as much as you're, you know, comfortable, you know, sharing and all of that, like, tell, tell me about like the Uganda part of your life. Like you were born there. How, how long were you there? And, and was music a part of your time in Uganda? Yeah. So, um, it actually was a, a big part. Um, my dad and mom actually met in a college band, um, in Makere university, which is in Kampala. Um, and, so they're singers. I mean, like they, I think they put it in, in all of us. Uh, all my siblings have uh, two sisters and one brother, and uh, all of us are just love love music. Have a very um, passionate love for it. Um, but I came to the USA um, at about t- kind of the end of two thousand or t- end of two thousand nine, um, and so just a little over ten years I've been here, and. Um, it was it was actually not something I wanted to do. Um, I'll be 100% honest, but I didn't really have a choice. Uh, my father worked for Wild Vision, 
Um, and so he had quite a bit of, uh, quite a few contracts to move in different countries. So actually before the USA, I was living in Kenya, uh, which is, you know, right neighboring Uganda. So we kind of were able to go back and forth all the time. Um, but growing up there, I mean, it, I think it shapes a lot of, uh, my understanding of the world now. Um, a lot of the, uh, perspectives that I, um, take on even in music, uh, are influenced very heavily in, you know, in my culture and, um, in just my experiences, how I, you know, where I grew up. Um, but then moving here, just definitely seeing things in a completely different scope. And that informs a lot of uh, what I end up writing about sometimes. Um, but yeah, moved here and I didn't actually move to Wisconsin first, um, which is a lot of people always ask me, why didn't you stay where you are? Because um, I moved to D.C., uh, Washington, D.C. first, uh, uh, the D.C. metro area. So I was technically in Virginia, Fairfax. And um, um, while living there, I was uh, living at home, you know, and doing everything kind of, um, I just kind of felt trapped, you know, because we'd been moving around all the time based off of where my dad was going. Um, and I think I decided at that point that I was just going to go as far as possible for college. And so I came to Carthage College. I visited a friend who I went to high school with in Kenya. And uh, she's like, you know, come check out this campus. It's a really beautiful campus and they offer a lot of scholarships. And uh, when I came to visit, uh, I was kind of tricked. I mean, it was June and it was really nice. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, next to the lake and it was just beautiful, nice, you know, beach and everything. And I thought, yeah, this is where I want to spend my life. This is it. This is this is final. And uh, I applied, got a scholarship. I moved here and um, then September hit and everything changed. And I realized that I kind of went out of the frying pan into the fire. So, um, but I, you know, I've grown to love it here. I've grown to um, appreciate even the cold temperatures some days. Um, I obviously still miss um, the, you know, tropical climate that I grew up in and it shows. Um, but I, I've grown to love this place too, especially the people. And uh, that's how I got here. And, and so, you know, you were, you were intending on going to college when you came to Carthage or was, was that just like you were coming to visit a friend and the friend talked you into going to college? Oh no, I, I was intending on going to college. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, that would be quite a, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah. what a friend. You got you, no. <laughs> you know, enrolled in college and a, a new, you know, a new place to live. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Just, it, I already had the intention. Did you, did you, is your degree then in, in music or some? No, field? no, I wish, uh, you know, I always wanted to take, um, uh, music as like, you know, study music and do that. And I only have a, about till like year nine, um, of music education, which would be, um, the equivalent of, uh, maybe freshman, um, high school. Um, so yeah, that would be the equivalent, I believe. Yes. Um, but I didn't do that. I, I actually, in high school, I did the IGCSE system and I wanted to move towards engineering and, uh, architecture. That's what I really wanted to do at some point. Um, then I met a girl who uh, then said, you know, I really love guys that play music or guys that play guitar. And I was like, all right, the challenge accepted. I, this is this. I have to do this. And um, I already kind of sang a little bit. I already had appreciation for music and a love for it. But I now wanted to kind of put it into action and kind of impress this girl. And I picked up a guitar. Uh, my sister taught me a few chords and then my dad taught me a few chords as well. And um, it was over from there. I mean, I fell in love um, with the music. I fell in love with just um, singing and, 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 and just being in it, you know. Um, 
but I actually studied uh, math and computer science in college uh, because, you know, I think growing up, one of, one of the things that you will ask a lot of immigrants and they'll tell you are your parents kind of decide what you're going to be like before you're even in the womb. Like they will tell you, like you will be an engineer. So help me God. Like I will send you back. Like, you know what I mean? It's that kind of like a, it's a really harsh, like determination that you will be something that we are proud of. Right. And, um, yeah, so I did math and computer science, and uh, I don't use what I learned, but uh, I still, you know, I still uh, enjoy what I do. Nice. So, so if I'm understanding you correctly, like you, your um, the roots of your of your music, um, your love for music, and your in your musical career um, was in Uganda, but the but 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 it was Kenosha. That, that were, were, it was the environment of Kenosha that actually made you a musician or you were became a musician while yeah. you were here. Okay. Yeah. You know, we, you kind of always dream of, um, okay. So one of the shows that actually played heavily in Uganda and I remember watching like Chris Daughtry and all these other people, um, on American idols, uh, when I was in Uganda, when I was in Kenya as well. And, um, it's one of those things that, man, wouldn't it be so amazing, especially when I got my hands on a guitar in, in Kenya, I was like, man, would be so amazing one day if I was able to, you know, to get on stage like that and perform and stuff. But it was more for man, I wanted to uh, play music for people and just play music and enjoy it. And then when I moved to Kenosha um, and uh, I started playing a little bit, it was just on campus. It was like a for student spotlight and things like that. And a couple of friends were like, hey, man, I think you got something and um, you should try and play. You should try and play out, you know, maybe you know, outside of school. And so I went downtown Kenosha, um, went to an open mic and um, a call at a place called Sazzy B actually. And I tried out at open mic there or I played at open mic there. And uh, a couple of people were like, man, this is, this is kind of cool. And then I played at a, uh, my very first gig was at uh, Rustic Road um, or TG's and then Rustic Road, um, kind of like two, two weekends apart. Uh, and that's when I said, you know, I think, I think this is what I want to do. And this is kind of where I'm going to start. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, and how long, like, how long was it that you were just kind of like making music, playing these open mics, playing these kind of early state or early shows before you made the decision that this is what I want to do like full time. Cause you, you, so, you, you do, you are a full time musician currently, correct? Oh no, I I'm not. I I want to be. Um, I I started in okay. So about 2015, um, when we we're when I was kind of a little bit more familiar with Kenosha and moving around. Um, 2015, I started to play just kind of again open mics, bars, that type of thing, and uh, uh, stayed around the area. And then I think in 2017 is when I got some of like my very first, uh, not big gigs, but like big gigs to me, I mean, to me and they still are, um, like Taste of Wisconsin or something like that in, in Kenosha. And I thought, man, this is really, really cool. I want to take it to the next level. And then 2018, I still played a little bars and I tried to play uh, a few more places uh, in, you know, Kenosha. And then I tried to actually play in Milwaukee and that for, for funny enough, it just was not working out. I could not, uh, play in Milwaukee or, or get any, any kind of gigs in Milwaukee. Um, but then 2019, um, is when 
so I, I'm an immigrant, obviously, I had to go through immigration status, I had gotten married, and now I had to go through the immigration um, process to become a uh, permanent resident with a green card holder. Um, and as I was doing that, obviously, I was not allowed to work or, or do any of that. Um, so I thought, okay, this is this is a good time um, to sit and just really focus on music. And that's actually when I started writing and I wrote my very first EP in 2019. Um, and I think at that point for me as like, you know, since we have nothing else to do, let's give this our full attention, our full heart, like more than we've ever done before. Cause before I felt like music even was just almost like a party trick. You would show up, play for three hours and whoever listens, listens, maybe you try something cool. Maybe, maybe you just kind of play a new cover or something like that. Um, and I just, I feel like in 2019 is when I just really gave it my full attention um, and, uh, wrote the first EP and finally actually played Milwaukee, um, for, for the very first time. And that was really awesome. And applied at so far sounds, um, Chicago and I played Chicago, um, in 2019. And that's when kind of things started to open up a little bit. Um, and now we're here. Yeah. So let's, let's, let, I like to do these with my interviews where we'll like share sure. the backstory, but then like, let's, let's fast forward. And, and you just provided yeah. a pretty good transition because we're here now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what is, uh, what is, what is the, the musical career of Ben Moana like right now? Like what is, what's exciting in your life? What are you doing? Um, you know, you, you've got, obviously you've got some shows this summer coming up. I know you love playing outside. Um, tell mm -hmm. me about the life of, of Ben Moana, the musician right now in the summer of 2022. Man, uh, it's in the in this summer. It's something crazier than I'd ever ever thought. I, um, okay. So a little bit of a backstory before. So obviously, I'm playing. I'm playing Summerfest this year, for the very first time, and and I'm I couldn't be more excited. The first time I've actually ever been to Summerfest um, was in 2019. Um, and I went to see the ex ambassadors who are just a, a, a phenomenal uh, inspiration of mine. And, um, I, I remember again thinking, oh, this is, I, I maybe one day, you know, um, and you know, that day is here now. And I feel like, uh, in 2019, there's a lot of wishes that I had, um, wishes that I, I, or just even dreams or visions that you know, I really wanted to, um, come to life and wanted to work at. And funny enough, all those visions that I had, I think are what it is now. Um, so playing, playing shows across the state, or playing shows across the um, country. We have some shows in Denver coming up and um, some shows in um, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Kansas. And, and, you know, so it's, it's everything that I was hoping for and working towards. Um, I have a group of guys that I love uh, more than more than friends. I mean, they're brothers to me now, and uh, they've been able to uh, help me kind of bring my uh, music to life, or vision to life of what I really want my songs to sound like, and really want um, what what people what really want people to experience that what the music is, and they've helped me to do that. Um, so the life now is just uh, continuing to grind, not letting the foot off the pedal and um, continuing to, to dream, um, continuing to dream for things like maybe having a song on the, on the World Cup. 
uh, or maybe on FIFA. I hope if FIFA is listening, um, please put my song on your next game. That would be really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 the life right now. Is still uh, dreaming and and working at the dream and working the plan. Um, that's the life now. Yeah, and I mean, you had a pretty um, you know recent, as in the last few days, um, you know, ex exciting kind of milestone. You you put out another single called "The Outside" um, a few days mm -hmm. ago. Uh, I know, you know, I told you before this interview, um, I've been listening to that song like ten or twelve times a day. And trying to get as many of my friends right. to, to listen to it as well. So how, how do you feel like uh, the outside has been received? Um, how's it gone in these first few days? Like, I guess, what does success look for look like for, for Ben Moana when you put out a single like that? Um, actually, it, it's gone over really, really good. And, and funny, funny enough, like one of uh, the more interesting um, um, things to come out of it, too, was uh, a couple friends called me from back home. Um, a couple friends heard it, uh, or, or, you know, back home, and they were like, "Man, we're jamming this song, and this is amazing. This is really cool, and um, we love that, like everything you incorporated and things like that." And um, I think success for me, honestly, is playing or having something that I believe in, that I know is true to me. Um, and one person, even one, um, saying that, hey, this spoke to me in one way. Um, I, I remember telling someone, because they asked me the same questions, when did you realize that you kind of wanted to do uh, music and perform? Um, and doing music and performing, I think, are two different things. I don't want to get too philosophical here, but um, I think doing music, one, or playing music, um, you can play for yourself and be content. And, that, and I'm very, very, like happy doing that and that's a place i really wanted to be at um because if it depends on an audience it can get pretty dicey right um and you can hate it pretty quickly because the audience has you have no control over that um so you have to be excited and happy with what you're doing and um content with that so that's number one um, and I think for me, contentment comes from even just one person listening to it and saying this touched, this touched my life, this changed the way I think, or this made me feel good, made me feel welcome, made me feel hopeful. Um, the first song I played uh, an open mic in Milwaukee was uh, at uh, Lindemans River West Inn, Wanonawe, and there's a gentleman uh, sitting in the back. Um, I don't even know. I don't know if he was listening or if he was just having a bad. We just kind of looked like he was just really minding his own business. But I went and played it, and I went and sat down at uh, kind of by him at the bar, and uh, after playing my round, and he came up and he's like, "Hey man, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to be awkward or whatever. I'm just gonna mind my own business because I had a really rough day. But I just want to let you know I really needed to hear that. Um, and for me, like that." I was like, this is why I want to play. Like, it doesn't matter, honestly, if if no one else heard it. Like, this is why I want to play. Um, so that that's that's something that I say. I think success looks like to me, and is is being able to touch at least one person's life. And uh, if that's if that's all that happens, that's good. And sometimes, not to rumble on, but that sometimes that life is yours, right? Um, if you can. If you can play something and realize that you're in a better place uh, because of it, then that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, man, that's that's beautiful. I, that, I mean, that story touched my life. So it was just like, <laughs> um, you know, it's I think people often forget how much music um, speaks to so many people in so many specific ways that are different than the way it's speaking to the, the person right next to them, you know? 
I was just right. having this conversation last night with a band and talking about like the 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 shared external spirit experience that people have when they're when they're at a show. Um, right. And, and my you know my hypothesis on this is that like I think that the 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 quality of the shared external experience at a show like that is mm-hmm. is kind of reliant on um, everyone's internal experience being fairly similar or at least right. um, kind of founded on the same intention, you know, like I'm coming oh, here yeah. to listen to this musician and, and, and their, their words and their, their, their notes and all of this. And when, when you're in a, in an environment where it's a listening environment and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, just a bar gig and, you know, you've got dozens of people who are there for completely different reasons and they're, they're not associated with the music so much. Um, I think, you know, everyone kind of having shared intent for why they're there creates this really right. high quality shared external experience that everyone like kind of, th- you know, I mean, at least for me, I, uh, part of the reason I go to live shows is because I want to be part of that, like that, even if it's just a moment in my, my week, I get to be part of this community of people that I don't probably even know, but I know we're all having this yeah. great experience and I have to say, man, I feel that super strongly when I see you and your band play. Like, there's something about oh, your man, sound, you. um, and then just you, your vibe in general. That, like, like I said, people just lean in, and and it creates a really communal experience. So, um, so I always think about that when I'm coming to see your shows. It's not just the music. I'm about to go hang out with friends I don't even know yet, and I may not ever meet them, but we're gonna have this shared experience. Yeah. yeah? Right, man. Thank you. That 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 means a lot. I I think. Uh, Obviously, that to me is a is a kind of check off the rubric that we're doing something right. So thank you. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've talked about like the the nice, you know, touchy feely, great, you know, conceptual abstraction, abstractual stuff of of music. Let's let's switch gears now and talk about like the business side of music. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah. How how did you learn that? Like who helped you? Um, did you just kind of jump into it and figure it out on your own? I mean, I think something that um, I find interesting mm-hmm. for, for other parts of my professional work, and I'm starting to find very strong similarities between like startup founders and musicians. And I, I'm right. in this weird intersection and I'm seeing a lot of those, those kind of same kind of struggles and, and, and opportunities and things like that. So I guess, how do you think about being a musician as also an entrepreneur and like, what's, what's that journey been like? Man, uh, that has been a difficult one. Um, I will, I will tell you that 100%. Anyone who's, who said that it's easy is lying. I don't want to, I don't want to maybe put out, you know, put a light under people, but anyone who says that that particular aspect of music is easy, um, maybe, maybe they're special. I don't know, but, um, the, the, the business side, I personally have gotten advice uh, from some people I truly love and respect. You know, Allison from um, from Wisconsin Music Ventures has been a really, really good resource. Um, I actually love using the Green Room Resource um, the Resource Center, to be honest. I mean, because it, it does give you quite a quite a few um, experiences or written down experiences or uh, kind of strategies and stuff where you say, okay, this is uh, something I should make a goal and kind of work towards. Um, for practically, I guess for me, one of the, one of the things that I had to do where you could, I guess, equate this to also an entrepreneur. Um, I had 
two things and things I one is I absolutely hated it is uh, mu- uh, email Mondays. Um, this is actually how I got to run into Wisconsin Music Ventures is um, I just sit down Google venues um, in Milwaukee or venues in Chicago or venues in Minneapolis and kind of try and find a contact and just have, you know, my EPK, uh, my, my little short blub, uh, of like, you know, this is me, whatever, just kind of really kind, like, Hey, how are you? Hope you're doing all right. Um, you know, kind of quick pitch elevator type of pitch, you know, cause some people aren't going to read it uh, and take the time. Some people are not. So they really need to kind of make it you know straight to the point. Um, and sending those out to as many people as you possibly can in an hour. And it literally takes life of your, of your soul uh, <laughs> just doing that. Um, but it's something that you have to do. Um, and then the next thing that I did most of 2019 was literally just Googling open mics in this area. And just printing out a calendar and saying, I'm going to hit this one, this one, this one, this one. And again, that is how I ran into Allison at Wisconsin Music Ventures because I just showed up uh, with a guitar when I played. And she came and talked to me afterwards like, uh, and, and, and told me about you guys and told me the whole, about the whole story. Um, met people like Thea, met people like Mike Collins, met people like uh, um, uh Bruce and, you know, people that were just like, hey, uh, this is a community that you could be a part of. This is this is a kind of way to go next. People are like Orlando is a very good friend of mine. And um, so, again, it was not easy because even just sitting in the car, knowing that you could get there and there could be absolutely nobody at all. Um, and it could just be a waste of, of time. Uh, a waste of gas, a waste of, 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 of just the whole day, but you just have to do it. I mean, that's just how you get to a place that that's, you know, that's the hardest part. And I can imagine entrepreneurs take risks like that, um, to get somewhere. Uh, one of the stories I like to tell, um, on the business side of it, I drove, uh, or I booked a show at the acoustic cafe in Eau Claire. Um, and it was, amazing it was really really fun and and, and uh, i was telling my wife about it like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go play at the acoustic cafe the first one was in winona um which is really extremely far from where i am um and nothing came of it and nothing at all nothing at all i mean and it's fine you know they paid 25 they paid me 25 dollars and a meal and my wife was mad I and mean, she was like i say you, you went like five hours away for 25 bucks in a meal and i'm like yeah but i had to take a chance i mean the it's the acoustic cafe i had to take a chance and so i booked another acoustic cafe this time in eau claire and i said look i'm gonna make it worth it because i'm gonna i'm gonna try and play some shows in in or uh play an open mic in madison and maybe even push into minneapolis a little bit and then come back so it's not gonna be she's like okay well you just better make more than 25 bucks i'm like okay cool no problem and uh i went there and uh, something extremely awesome came from it. There's a venue called the Stone Creek, which is uh, which is right kind of next to you, a little bit farther down the street on Eau Claire. Um, and one of the uh, guys, Stone's there's Throw? a guy that walked in as... Was it Stone Stone Throw? Throw, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. I was like Stone Creek and Eau Claire. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're Stone good. You're I'm, good. I'm, I'm my, but thank you for... 
the Stone Creek, right? So um, there's a guy that walked in. His name is Irwin. He takes. He's an older gentleman. He takes videos and and, and does a lot of videos on YouTube. And uh, he came in. Uh, he like listened to me play a song, and he ran out the door. And I thought, man. I must suck really bad because that man like stayed for one song. He didn't even order nothing. He just sat and got up and left. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I guess that's that. And I had like like another session to get another set to go. And you know, I I went outside, went to get a drink from outside, and and just kind of stand and really question life and question what I was doing here. And uh, when I got back home to play my second set. Uh, this man come back with his entire camera rig is in is like the entire thing. I mean, lights, everything dude kind of came back and set up the whole thing. Hey, I hope you don't mind. Um, but I really want to capture your second set. And I'm like, get out, man. Like, he's serious. He's like, yeah, yeah, please. I mean, I, I promise you this is going to be really cool. And then he got on the phone and he called guys from like stone store. And they were like, you know, you got to come out here right now. And, um, the stone store guy comes over. And I get on and play a second set and they, they watch me play or whatever. They have a great time. We have a great time because I'm like, okay, cool. It's a couple of uh, college kids and and these guys just kind of over here. And so we play and then he comes up at the end. He's like, hey, are you going, are you going home for the night? And I said, actually, I'm, like, I'm actually staying in town. And he said, you need to come st- to Stone's Throw right now. Let's just go. Like, just pack up your stuff. I'll help you pack up your stuff. We'll go. So I go over there and they're having just an open mic as well. They're like, just get up there. Just start playing. So I get up there, start playing. A couple people are like really, I mean, it was a really great environment. And people are hanging out, having a good time. They start playing. They start, you know, kind of feeding, you know, into the whole environment. It was really cool. And then the guy tells me, he's like, hey, man, I'll pay you $1,000 to come back um, next weekend to like, to like play, like come back and play a show. Like, you know, we'll advertise it, we'll play your music on the radio and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, I call my wife immediately. I get out when I, you know, when I get back to the, to the Airbnb, I call and say, Hey, I made more than $25. And, uh, it was, one, <laughs> you know, it was one of those things that that's, I imagine that's what an entrepreneur goes through is just taking a chance, uh, taking a chance on, on an event or taking a chance on an opportunity and seeing what comes of it. Um, that could just change everything for you. Yeah, it does. I mean, it happens like that in kind of a, these moment to moment kind of serendipitous kind of it just, it's just, ser- and ser- it sounded serendipitous to me. Like, you know, you, you got one yeah. guy out of the six people at acoustic cafe who's, you know, brings this camera gear and, and then it, it, what was his association with stone store? Did he own the place? Was he the bar manager? Like, no, he just good it, friends it, with, oh, he was just a friend. Mm, just a awesome. friend. Yeah. 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 Which is, well, which is weird. Um, that type of stuff happens. I'm, in Eau I'm so I sorry. Lived, I didn't. But that type of stuff yeah, happens ahead. in Eau Claire. I lived there for a, a, a bit, and uh, I just the place is kind of magical in that way. Like, there's like a really strong creative community there, and uh, you know, I, I always oh, yeah. say that I couldn't walk around Eau Claire without feeling inspired to create something. Um, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes that yeah. was just like a connection, you know, to somebody else, you know, and yeah, that just just, hey, I'm going to make an introduction between the two of you, and that's creating some sort of potential. It's not necessarily I'm creating something tangible or a piece of music or something yeah. like that, but, but yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and you know what, I, I didn't feel really bad that I didn't even, I, I kind of give you a long story, and I didn't tell you what the status is now, but the status is not too much different. Is As far as music-wise, it's not too much different. Um, it is still taking a chance on 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 playing something that you don't know what's really going to come out, come out of it. Um, 
I think taking a chance playing at some of the places obviously uh, is where I met like people like John um, from TEC who's helped me helped me to get the um, Summerfest gig or people like uh, Allison who helped me get a lot of uh, performance center, center gigs and stuff like that. And um, so that's really what it looks like right now. It's still experimental. Um, it's still trying to figure out a strategy, um, obviously learning from a lot of people as a what not to do, because there's a, a lot of what not to do's. Uh, and then there's also a lot of to do's that you have to stick to and, and do. And so it still looks like a lot of experimentation to find a rhythm and uh, to find what works. Yeah, and there's a lot that there's a lot involved with it. Um, so, like, I guess if you were to pick like just a couple of the challenges that you've kind of faced over the years that you've been in the industry, um, you know, what, what has been the most challenging? And you mentioned like finding venues and things like that, but like, um, is there some, some technical piece of, of being a musician and the entrepreneurial aspect of it that's been particularly challenging for you and what is it and, and how have you kind of navigated that challenge? Um, I think, Probably the, the most the more technical part is uh, navigating the online world now because um, that's that's really that's really something that I will confess I'm not very good at um, I'm not very good at uh, posting at, at, at the peak times and posting at the right time doing the right content having so much uh, content in the bag that you could just like post whenever um, that's a really that's a really uh, it it sounds really simple. Um, to do to just have content or to just make content and but it's a full-time job um it's it really is takes up quite a bit of your day especially if you also have to write <laughs> and uh also have to practice with the band and also have to record um so i think that is one bit that has been um very very challenging um to get a hang of and to get used to i would say um yeah, it's definitely the online world as far as social media, um, Spotify, even just releasing music at the right time and studying the trends of like, okay, when is the right time to release? When is the right time to kind of put a teaser out? How many days before? Um, how many days should you have a song recorded and done? Um, you know, who's mastering it? Because that that could change everything too. Who's um, funny enough, I'd, I'd record everything myself and then I send it off for mixing um, or I do a little bit of preliminary preliminary fixing mixing and then sending it out um so yeah it, i think uh the hardest part for me again has just been kind of navigating the online world and and you are you trying to do that sounds like you're, you're using the resources around you other musicians um you know a community like wisconsin music ventures how important to you is like being part of a community of other musicians and you know music supporters and resources like how important has that kind of community element been to your journey so far uh, it's very important i mean i think to be honest i think everyone needs it it's it's kind of that you know one tide raises all ships type of thing right so if you're if you're part of a community and you help you know uh you help uh um support support the musicians that are there support the art support the movement um really bring that to you know bring a focus on that um you may find that there's another artist that it's in the program who does the same thing and both of you get lifted up from um from you know from the opportunities that you afford one another so i think it is very very important some of the times even just uh for shows um 
being connected with artists that are more known in an area is just a very simple case in point. Um, if you if I want to go to Milwaukee, I don't live in Milwaukee, so I don't have a lot of friends in Milwaukee, and hope I'm trying to make as many as I can, and hopefully that's happening. Um, but I you know I will reach out to an artist that has grown up there um, that knows uh, the music community a little bit better than I do, and and say like, hey, I'm trying to put on a show, can we do a build together? Um, and it's no secret that you know I I don't have a lot of. Uh, friends just yet you know i'll kind of be very op- up and honest uh with them and say like i'm really trying to have the best attendance because you know i'll bring out the people i can hope you bring out the people you can but combining those numbers really does help us uh both um for you know for our exposure um ex- you know it helps us both for just our content on on social media and being able to say like okay this is this is how the show did and it helps booking the next one um for both of us so yeah that's it's it's probably one of the most important things to be in a community is that like would you say like um out of all the lessons that you've learned uh thus far in your music career um you know is is just surrounding yourself with others who are doing the same thing is that like one of the more important lessons that you've learned or is there something else is there another scenario where maybe you've uh, run into something and you're just like oh this happened and this is something this is a lesson i'm learning i'm going to continue to apply this going forward yeah um i think i think one of the things where yes uh, surrounding yourself with with uh um, like my musicians, people who are doing some pretty crazy stuff that, you, you know, you can aspire to and say, like, I really want to do that, too. And I want to know how he, he made that happen. Um, that's a very important thing because you can learn a lot from that. Um, the other thing, too, is um, I guess the lessons is somewhat a lesson in itself. So when something doesn't work out, go back, go back through it. Don't forget it go back through it. And there's, there's a lot of times, I mean, for a lot of us, uh, especially at this level, like you fall flat on your face more times than you, more times than you win or, or, you know, for they lift a trophy over your head, it's, you fall down on your face way more often. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Uh, and your initial knee jerk reaction is to brush it off and say like, that just didn't happen. Let's just like not talk about it. That's not the right thing to do because you will fall again. I mean, and, and, you have to replay it and say, what did I do wrong? Or, and sometimes you it's true that there's nothing that you did wrong or nothing that you could have done. It just happened how it happened. If a snowstorm comes in, there's no, nothing that you can do to stop that. That's, that's just what's going to happen. But there's other things that you can do. And by just forgetting a scenario, forgetting um, something that happened that caused a, you know, maybe a song not to do so well, um, maybe a show not to go very well. If you simply wipe that off, um, you're going to have another show that's not going to go very well. You need have to be able to say, okay, this was on me. This is what happened. And I have to go back. And uh, next time I do this, um, here's my lesson. And I got to do it this way. So, or I have to change um, what I did. So I think that's the, the lesson is the lesson, I guess. That's beautiful. Uh, I love the way you put that. The lesson is the lesson. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so let's mm-hmm. let's uh, zoom in on on like the the the, the new single, the outside. Um, tell me the backstory mm-hmm. behind this song, um, and just like what it what it means to you, what you would like it to mean to others. Um, just the the songwriting process. 
what, what's the journey been like with that song in particular? So with that song in particular, it's it's one that uh, I will say it's a little bit difficult to talk about with uh, some people. And so I'm glad because I talked to you a little bit and, and I, I love that you're like a person who just like loves to loves to kind of talk about very, very um, in depth, talk, talk in depth about things. And so the song uh, writing at first, I was kind of more. Um, reflecting on my uh, childhood growing up. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about corporal punishment. It was a very real thing. Um, it happened uh, growing up um, in in school, at home, I mean, everywhere. Um, you know, we have this uh, saying, child is a community's child. That's You'll hear that uh, when you're in Uganda and, or even just most developing countries. A child is a community child. So if you really messed up, I mean, even your neighbor can come and, and, and issue down the warning or issue down the punishment. Um, they could do that. Um, and your mother will then come back home and the neighbor will tell them what they did. And then your mother will hunt down an even harsher one. That's just will happen. Right. Um, so I was thinking about um, the way I grew up um, in class. If you were being a brat, if you were being someone who's kind of distractive and not and you know taking away from from what kids could be learning and stuff like that because of, you know, being talkative or something like that. Um the teacher would either send you outside or they would beat you right there in class. And so I found myself in either one of these camps, either outside or being beaten almost every day. Um, but I was thinking about it and some of the, some of the reasons I was, I was uh, disciplined and I, I was not the best kid. I will tell you that that's true. Um, but uh, some of the times I would be asking questions like, um, but dinosaurs are real, right? And you know, in Sunday school, no, dinosaurs not real well they're very much real i mean we found bones and stuff like that and and teacher would argue because it was more of a kind of a religious like no no you know god created man and that was it and everything came together and um i was thinking like man like that that's that's uh you know as a kid i was thinking like that we we have things to prove like otherwise and so i was sent outside for that very reason one day um and then sometimes you know asking questions like well but can you love someone um even if they've done this wrong or then done that wrong how about forgiveness and kind of asking a lot of those questions that challenge uh what you're really just told to believe right um so i was thinking about that and thinking about how that's just still very much alive today um people kind of wanting to ask like but what about if i love this way or how about if i choose to do this with my life is there not grace for me in that way um, or is there not, you know, love for me in that way or hope for me in that way? Um, and because of what you've been told, like, this is how it is, you're kind of sent outside because that's not what we have chosen to believe. Right. And so I was thinking about the song. I was thinking about that experience and I wanted to write about all the groups that um, I feel have been pushed um, to, to find community outside. Because all the friends that I had that were outside with me that the teacher had sent me outside with because they too were asking questions that the teacher didn't really want to address um, were on the outside with me. So um, I decided to write about uh, being on the outside and finding your family and your tribe uh, on the outside and finding love out there because um, you're all in the same boat. Um, so the first first verse of you still talks about um, my skin being darker and my hair wouldn't stay talking about how uh, 
there's there's a lot of peoples here and you can really tell people's uh uh ethnicity or or, or, or tribal background or anything with just with just with their hair some of hair is straight some is curly some you know some won't do what is supposed to be the natural thing to do right um so and I kind of talked about that and um, my skin, obviously talking about racism. Um, and then um, the next one is talking about, uh, it says, hello, partner, what brings you out this way, which is kind of talking about the LGBTQ plus community as well. Um, and, and so there is that group that kind of finds themselves together, right? We're both, we're outside for different reasons, but we're all in the outside, right? And then the next verse talks about, um, hello, mother, what brings you out this way? You know, I dare to spare my child from broken dreams, which is you know, part of the reason some people have abortions. Or some women have abortions is saying like, like I can't bring my, my baby into this world. And so this is what I'm going to do because I think that this is best. Um, and then at the end, kind of the resolution for it is um, of that verse is the full confession is I still love unconditionally. Right. Because a lot of people will say, well, then you don't love. And it's like that. This is still out of love. I mean, every any decision that hopefully that we all make is out of love, right? Is what we can hope for. And if that love is not welcomed or or embraced in one group, you're gonna find it outside. So that really is what the song is about: is then take your love outside, and we can we can all share in it if if we're all um, on the outside. And so that's where the song starts, and the rest of it is saying, who cares uh, if we're on the outside? It's always better anyway. So, yeah, that's the song. Oh, man, I will never listen to that song quite the same way again. It's it's going to be a much, oh, much I hope not. <laughs> deeper experience now having known the kind of backstory that you, um, you know, that the inspiration for it, the way that you were working through it as a creative um, and just uh, being influenced by your prior experiences. Like, oh, man, I love the I love so much, like just learning the journey of a song of a single song. Um, and uh like mm. I, I'm digging, I told you, man, I'm digging that song and I'm digging it even more now. I can't wait. Um, I, I, I can, obviously I, I'm loving this conversation, but as soon as I get <laughs> off this conversation, right. I'm going to play, play the song again. So, um, right. so, so you've got an exciting, um, you know, summer ahead of you. You, you mentioned earlier, you're going to play Summerfest for the first time, um, and how much that mm -hmm. means to you. Um, you actually, I think you're going to be playing like r right before, uh, one of my other, uh, musician, friends uh nathan graham from chicago um oh yeah i'm excited for that yeah he's a he's a a person i look forward to meeting uh, he's yeah. one, of, one of i've you know i've kind of seen his stuff online i've always wanted to meet him in person and just haven't gotten the chance until this time so i'm really really happy for that i i think y'all will, will really dig each other you got you got very similar vibes and uh and the way you think about the music industry is yeah he, he he's He'll, he, he'll be a good friend for you, I think. Um, so, so tell me I about like, so. just what are, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, what excites you right now about the future, the near future, the long-term future? Like we've kind of looked back at where you've come from, where you are now, um, reflected on some of the, the journey and the lessons learned and some of the more important, uh, you know, pieces of advice that you can give to musicians. So moving forward, what, what excites you about this summer? What excites you about this new single? Um, you know, like just, I, I know it's, it's, it, I'm asking you to kind of take yourself out of the present moment and, and, and talk about the future, which sure, yeah. I don't often, yeah. I don't often push people to do, but, um, I, I want to give people an, a, a reason to continue following you and know that they're following you because you're excited about the direction that you're going. So, 
I'm just, mm-hmm. just eager to learn about that. Yeah, um, I think, uh, well, after Summerfest, there is uh, Mile of Music, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, there is Tosa Tonight that I'm super excited about as well. Um, it was uh, uh, Doom Mind to play that as well um, last year, actually, and then we got rained out. Um, so that kind of sucked, but and I'm hoping the rain um, stays. But I'm also almost tempted to just say Rain or Sun will be out there. Um, but obviously, that's not up to me. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about even the other songs that are coming out. There's a, uh, another song we're kind of finishing up, uh, in the studio, um, right now it's called Levitate. Uh, it's also one of my favorites on there. And then, um, farther than that, I'm working on a new project, um, that I'm hoping to release, uh, next year as well. It's called Miley. And that one's actually going to be, um, a lot of the songs that are coming out, obviously you could tell are, are a lot fuller, um, than my very first stuff. Um, so they have, um, a lot of my, uh, present crew, um, on there. Um, a lot more instruments. I mean, the first time I'm working with tracks that are, you know, 50, 60 deep. Um, but then the, the Miley, um, next, uh, yeah, is going to be uh, a record of about five songs as well. Um, that is going to be another stripped back, but it's um, it's going to be mostly me and uh, my electric guitar, uh, whose name is Miley. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's just, just so you know, it's, um, she's, I'm sorry, it's a little factoid. Uh, it's a uh, Miley because it's, uh, I bought it right before the mile of music. Um, and that's the first show I ever played it at was uh, the mile of music. Um, so it, its name is Miley. I love that. Um, that's amazing. Just, right. So the, so kind of the next project's about it, but it said the next project is about, um, like, I want to, I want to get into some, um, I pretty, like just work. It's almost like therapy. It's going to be like therapy. Um, and, and, I want at the beginning of the album or the beginning of the uh, um, project to have people sit, get into it. And by the middle of it, like attack their deepest demons or deepest, like dark places, really shine a light on them and then get, you know, make it out on the other end, which is, I feel like uh, a lot of what I've had to do um, in this year, last year, COVID, um, all those, all the last years that I kind of blended together, um, the, that album, that project's going to be called Miley. Um, and, uh, it's going to be very lyrical heavy and, and, uh, almost empty, uh, on, uh, as far as music, just so people can, can hear the words and focus on the words a little bit and kind of undo themselves and then put themselves back together. Um, so I'm excited for that and I really hope, uh, people enjoy that. Um, yeah. And excited for all the other shows that are to come this year. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm I'm equally excited to, for for my love music, not for the same reasons. Like obviously, you get to perform, but the my love music is <laughs> Great. my favorite weekend of the year uh, by far. Every mm-hmm. year, I think I've gone since mile three. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, speaking of community, wow, that we were, that's we were, that's many. Yeah, speaking of community yeah. that we were talking about earlier, it's like I've never experienced a music community quite like that. Those four days in Appleton, just both on the musician side, mm-hmm. between musicians between attendees, between musicians and attendees, like, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those environments where you can, you know, as a music lover, I can be sitting, you know, having, um, you know, a cup of coffee or something with musicians from three or four different bands. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Right. Like, 
I just saw you all play like over yeah. the last, like, you know, 48 hours and now you're talking to me and we're, I'm learning. It's, it's very much like this. We're just having conversations like this and I'm, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting experience. And plus I just, I, I, mild music is where I, uh, where I basically fill the cue for the next year of what the music that I listen to. I'm, I'm, I'm introduced right, to musicians right. at the mile. I put them on my Spotify queue and then, then, and then, and then we listen to, uh, I listen to those the rest of the year. Um, and then I hope they come back the next year so that I can like see them again and listen to their new music. So anyway, right. uh, I'll, 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 I wanted to, to, to relate to the excitement for mile of music. Um, uh, and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to, how many sets do you have at mile this year? Uh, I think we have planned all four days. So four days, cool. That's going to be fun. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So, so yeah. Ben, as we wrap up here, I just kind of want to. I always want to ask musicians this, um, mostly because um, it helps me tell their story and and get them connected to mm-hmm. other people who will love their music. Um, but also because I don't know yeah. that musicians give a lot of thought to this. Um, well, not all of them. Um, w- what's the one thing that you want you know people to know about? Ben Milana, the musician, you know, is there a mantra? Is there a kind of a a mission statement? Is there, um, you know, what's the most important thing for people to know about Ben Milana as a musician? Oh, man. That I can't make music without them. I can't make music without people. I I can't make music. I mean, I, that's what I want people to know that like every time we share an experience together every time we share a stage together. Um, I feel like I'm not up there alone. I feel like I'm up there with, I mean, not just my band, but with everyone that's there. Um, it's so funny that you bring that up because I've just been really thinking about quite a few things and I don't know if I want to say this out loud, but I want to, I want to let people know, like they're my village. It takes a village and that to, it takes a village to create an environment. It takes a village to create a person, it takes a village to create an experience, um, a dream, um, all of it to create anything. It takes a village. And I feel like, uh, um, that's what I want people to feel like when they watch me is that they're part of it and they're part of the village and they're, they're part of the experience. And so that's what I want them to know about me. That's beautiful. Uh, well, I'll be the first to tell you, well, maybe probably not the first to tell you, but I am extremely happy to be in the Bin Moana village, man. Like it's, Thanks. it's, it's <laughs> Thank a good you. village to be part of. And, um, and I hope to, to help direct more people to your village. So, Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank you, you. For, for, for joining me today, man. I, I know we, we kind of ran the gamut in terms of both sides of the music, uh, music industry, the business side, the more like artistic side, and, and then the human side, the community side too. Like you seem to have it really good, um, you know, grounding in that, in that part of, of the industry. So, um, I think it, it fits well with what you want people to know about you, that it takes a village and that you're part of it. And so, um, where can, uh, where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, anything that you want to, to kind of, um, put out there in terms of something that they should be looking for? Um, just how, how can they, how can they find you? How can they keep track of you and wh- what should they be looking for? Yeah. Um, Spotify, uh, Spotify is where I put a lot of the music, but actually any, any listening platform, um, just Ben Mulwana. Um, and, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's also Ben Mulwana there. Um, that's where I put a lot of the upcoming shows and, uh, on the Facebook as well. Um, and then if you want to get some merch, uh, buy something, send me a message, say what's up. Uh, you can go to benmulwana.com and, uh, 
shoot me, you know, shoot me a message at email at benwarner.com, see what's up, and uh, maybe we get to talking and, uh, you know, kind of learn more about each other. So, yeah, that's how to, that's how to get to the village, I guess. Awesome, awesome. Well, Ben, thanks for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of Wisconsin Music Ventures. Um, and uh, thanks for making music, man. Your music improves the lives of so many, my, mine included. So um, I'm internally grateful for, for you and the music that you make. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for, ha for having me. And uh, hopefully see you, uh, each other again sometime soon. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. Confession, I still love unconditionally. 
Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from wherever you're listening from. Check us out online at themusiciansventure.com for more information on what we have happening, to find past episodes, and ways to get in touch with us. Find us on social media at The Musicians Venture on Facebook and Instagram, and at Musician Venture on Twitter. Like and follow us on all those platforms, and hey, while you're there, engage with and share our content with your friends. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by me, Nick O'Brien, with guest host appearances from Allison M. The podcast is produced by Shannon Coulard with theme music by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>